Chapter Eight of Dorothy Dale in the City by Margaret Penrose. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Chapter Eight: The Aftermath. Christmas Day at dusk, the boys were stretched lazily before the huge fire in the grate when Dorothy jumped up excitedly. Boys, here's Tavia. And I declare Bob Niles is with her Good for Bob sang out Ned Rah rah whooped Ted and all rushed for the door Gaily Tavia hugged them all Bob stood discreetly aside Father was called away and it was so dreary. I just ran over to see everyone gushed Tavia Well, we're glad to see you welcomed Aunt Winnie Oh Tavia whispered Dorothy how did you manage to get Bob? Get whom? Tavia tried to look blank. Dorothy spoiled the blankness by stuffing a large chocolate cream right into Tavia's mouth before her chum could close it. Thought you'd find Tavia interesting, grinned Ned, helping Bob take off his great ulster, at which words the lad addressed flushed to his temples. Say, fellows, that yarn about the hose, began Nat. Nat no longer believes in Santa and the stockings, chimed in Ned. He hung up all his socks last night and... Nat glared at Ned, then calmly proceeded. About the hose, as I was saying, is nonsense. I own some pretty decent-looking socks, as you've noticed. I hung them all up and nary a sock remained on the line this morning. Santa stole them. It's the funniest thing about Nat's socks explained dorothy hastily he thought one pair would not hold enough and so strung them all over the fireplace and this morning they were gone ted hummed a dreamy tune and stared at the beamed ceiling with a faraway look in his eyes nat with sudden suspicion grabbed ted's leg and there sure enough was one pair of his highly prized and highly colored socks snugly covering ted's ankles a rough-and-tumble fight followed and tavia with high glee jumped into it finally breathless and panting they stopped and demurely tavia for all the world like a prim little girl in sunday school sank to a low stool with bob at her feet nothing could be quieter than tavia when tavia decided on quietness we came over in the biggest sleigh we could find said bob so that all could take a drive Mrs. White and Major Dale, too, you know. Oh, no, the young folks don't want an old fellow like me, protested Major Dale. We just do, Dorothy replied, resting her head against her father's arm affectionately. We simply won't go unless you and Aunt Winnie come. Why, of course, dear, we'll go, answered Aunt Winnie, who was never known to stay at home when she could go on a trip. As she spoke, she sniffed the air. What is that smell, boys? Something's burning, yawned Ted indifferently, just as if things burning in one's home was a commonplace diversion from the daily routine. Noses tilted, the boys and girls sniffed the air. Suddenly, Bob and Nat sprang to Tavia's side and quickly beat out with their fists a tiny flame that was slowly licking its way along the hem of her woolen dress. With her reckless disregard of consequences, Tavia had joined in the rough-and-tumble fight with the boys and exhausted had rested too near the grate 
a flying spark had ignited the dress which smouldered and only the quick work of the boys saved tavia from possible burns for once she was subdued mrs white soothed her with motherly compassion she was always in dread lest tavia's reckless spirit would cause the girl needless suffering you see said bob smiling at tavia as they piled into the sleigh and he carefully tucked blankets about the girls you can't entirely take care of yourself sometime you'll rush into the fire as you did just now for an instant tavia's cheeks flamed he was so masterful she yearned to slap him but considering the fire escapade she couldn't quite the major was driving with dorothy snuggled closely to his side and ted curled up on the floor nat took care of aunt winnie on the next seat and bob and tavia were in the rear on they sped over snow and ice the bitter wind sharply cutting their faces until all glowed and sparkled at the touch of it did you hear from the girls asked dorothy turning to tavia just got christmas cards answered tavia i fared better than that cologne wrote a fourteen-page letter all the news that's worth printing as it were laughed tavia underlined cologne asked whether i had heard the news about mingle and provokingly ended the letter there i'm still wondering her departure at such an opportune moment was a blessing but we never stopped to think what might have caused it said dorothy thoughtfully well whatever it was it saved us contentedly responded tavia by the way maddie sent me the cutest card painted it herself who wants to ride across the lake demanded major dale slowing up the horses that will save us climbing the hill you know and the ice is plenty thick enough don't you think so winnie yes indeed aunt winnie answered ready for anything that meant adventure and as they all chorused their assent joyfully away they drove over the snow-covered ice the horses galloped straight across the lake up the bank and then came a smash the steeds ran into a drift dumped over the sleigh and a shivering laughing mass of humanity lay on the new white snow such luck cried tavia out of the fire into the snow while major dale and the boys righted the overturned sleigh bob took care of the ladies you and the girls leave for new york tomorrow tavia tells me said bob yes replied aunt winnie with a sigh a little pleasure trip and some business business cried dorothy closely scrutinizing her aunt's worried face quick to scent something that sounded very much like family matters tavia turned with bob and deliberately started pelting with snow the hard-working youths at the sleigh oh quit scolded ted there you've done it that one landed in my ear now quit it nat stopped working long enough to wipe the wet snow from his face but tavia's young spirits were not to be squelched by mere words bob made the snowballs for tavia to throw which she continued to do with increasing ardor why yes dorothy aunt winnie replied watching tavia i'm afraid there will be quite a bit of business mixed with our new york trip i'm having some trouble it's the agent who has charge of the apartment house i am interested in you remember the man whom i did not like the apartment you've taken for the winter questioned dorothy shivering you're cold dear aunt winnie too shivered run over with tavia and jump around it's too chilly to stand still like this how unfortunate we are the sun will soon dip behind those hilltops and the air be almost too frosty for comfort tell me 
persisted Dorothy. What is it that's worrying you, Aunt Winnie? I've noticed it since I came home. I want to be all the assistance I can, you know. You couldn't help me, Dorothy. In fact, I do not even know that I am right about the matter. I do not trust the agent. But he had the rent collecting before I took the place, so I allowed him to continue under me. I can only say, Dorothy, that something evidently is wrong. My income is not what it should be. Oh, I am so sorry, but I'm glad you told me. Wait until we reach New York. We'll solve it. And Dorothy pressed her lips together firmly. Aunt Winnie laughed. Don't talk foolishly, dear. It takes a man of wide experience and cunning to deal with any real estate person, I guess, and most of all a New York agent. My dear, let us forget the matter. There, the sleigh seems to be right side up once more. Tavia, whispered Dorothy as she held her friend back, we're in for it. Aunt Winnie has a mystery on her hands in New York City. Let us see if you and I and the boys can solve it. Good, we'll certainly do it if you think it can be done, said Tavia. Oh, good old New York town. It makes me dizzy just to think of the whirling mass of rushing people and the autos and buses and shops and tea rooms. Doro, you must promise that you won't drag me into more than ten tea rooms in one afternoon. I solemnly promise, returned Dorothy, if you'll promise me to keep out of shops one whole half hour in each day. End of chapter eight.